Amen. Brent Southerd, our pastor of Family Ministries. Hey, what's going on, church? What's going on? Hey, today is a very special Sunday. If you are our guest, um, welcome again. I know Ross welcomed you, but let me um, also invite you into a conversation, invite you a part of the family today as we send off some really special people, okay? Really unique people. But before we do that, I, I do, this is graduation Sunday. So I do want to recognize those of you who have graduated from college. Anybody graduated from college this year? Yes. Okay, raise your hand. Yes, that's great. This, this, is, uh, this is family, so we, we want to recognize everybody. Anybody graduate uh, from an advanced degree anytime this semester? Anytime? Anytime at all. Have you ever graduated from something? We love you. No, um, so, um, good. I'm glad we got that out of the way and, and, and really want to recognize you as well because um, this, is, this is for everybody. This sermon, this message is not just for nine people in this room, okay? It translates, I'm telling you, I, when I prepared this sermon this week, I'm like, yeah, I need to do this. I'm not doing this well at all. I need to be more passionate about things. I need to be more humble. My gosh, who needs to be more humble in the room? Amen. I need, to be, I need to live my life with purpose. These are things that we're going to talk about today that are for everybody. But let me pick out the nine people. Raise your hand if you are one of the nine graduating seniors that we are recognizing today so I can talk to you individually and look at you when I have a point that I'm talking about you. Not really. So they're all on this side of the room. Was that, was that planned? So if I stay on this side of the room, I apologize. John, I apologize to you, buddy. Um, so here's what I want to do. Um, this is important because um, these nine individuals, and not just these nine, but our youth, our kids, they are integral pieces of the body of Christ. They are not, and, and the mantra really is um, that they are the future of the church. Okay, now while that is true, amen, um, so are you. You're the future of the church too. So we have to go further than that. They're not just the future but they are the church today. They are pieces of the body. They are hands and feet that God uses, that God molds, that God is shaping into. Whether they be uh, mature or not, God is using them. And we want to recognize them as integral pieces of this body, whether they um, attend Centennial Church or not. Um, We have, like I said, nine graduates, and majority of the nine um, do not attend Centennial Church. Um, we have, as our student ministry, this, this idea, this mindset of adoptive youth ministry, okay? This is a new term you can kind of Google and get out there. But um, we want to take kids in as they are, who they are. Um, we don't want them just to necessarily assimilate to who we are. We want to go out and we want to become um, a place where they feel safe, a place where they feel a home, a place where they feel like a family. And um, a lot of our students travel a long way to be here um, on every Wednesday night, sometimes every Sunday morning. Um, they make it a point to be with their safe family that they view here. So a lot of um, faces you will not recognize today, and I think that's awesome. Um, it doesn't mean that they are any less a part of this family, right? It means that they are um, still an integral piece of this body, but also the global uh, kingdom as well. And so we're going to um, talk about how to be, uh, make an impact 
how to be kingdom changers in the world today as you nine go off and are sent from this body into another body, um, into another local church, how to be a kingdom changer. But before we do that, let's step back. Nine, I want you to step back with me, okay? And remove yourself completely, okay? This is a difficult task. Remove yourself completely from the situation that you're in right now. What I mean by that is, is remove yourself from all the congratulations you're gonna get, from all the parties that you went to or going to, okay? Um, Remove yourself from all the gifts that you're getting, all the money that you're getting, right? That'll be gone in a week. Remember, I'll just, yes, you're you're saying yes, exactly. Um, I want you to step back, and I just want you to be an observer of what's going on. Is Is that fair? Maybe not. But I just want you to observe for a minute Everyone around you, the family that's surrounding you, that's there for you, that's supporting you, I just want you to be observed, an observer, and I want you to ask yourself a question while you're in this observation mode. And here's the question. What are you going to do, or maybe consider the things that you're going to do in the next few years that will make a difference in people's lives, that will make a difference to the kingdom, that will impact the kingdom, that you will be influencing people in the next few years. And here's why I want you to take a step back is because we can get caught up in the now. We can get caught up in, I am a senior now, but you're so much more than that. You're so much more than a graduate, okay? You're on the road to becoming an adult. And this is a huge rite of passage, not only this morning, but a rite of passage in becoming an adult. Now, statistically speaking, 18, the um, the society views you as adults. Unfortunately, that's probably not the case. We, we, there's still a lot of things going on that are considered um, emerging adulthood, if you will. That's the term. So this is very important for you to do is to step back. And as you consider the things that we're going to talk about today, consider the impact that you're going to make for the kingdom. And it's coming. The next three years are where, and four years, maybe some of you five years, are where it's really going to take shape. And it's going to be great. It's going to be cool because here's the fact is that all of you will make a difference in the world. Every single person will make a ripple in the world. Amen? Every single person. And that goes for everybody. And I'm talking to the students. You have already made ripples and you are about to make a lot bigger ones. Does that make sense? So um, I, I I want you to consider that Um, Many of you are going to go and um, have vastly different stories to tell, okay? So far, you've led um, obviously unique and different lives. You have different gifts, and God's made you special and unique. Um, However, many of you went to the same school, maybe the same classes. You kind of have the same education. Frisco ISD kind of molded you in a way that they like, or Van Alstine, or or McKinney, or wherever you went. They kind of molded you in Collin County kind of... education, if you will. And so you're about to broaden your horizon vastly into the world of education, into the context of um, the world that you're going to, that you're going to live in. Now, many of you are going to enjoy it greatly. You're going to have a great time. Many of you will have a difficult time, or maybe maybe some of you will have a difficult time. But our stories 
will be different. But the one thing that's constant in, in common with every single person, not only in this room, but in churches meeting everywhere this morning, is that you make a positive difference in the world. You will. You will contribute to society. You will make a ripple in the world. I, I, want, I want to um, tell you about some people that have really uh, impacted me, um, and I'm grateful to these people, um, one of which I've never even met before. Okay, I've never met this man. 50 years ago, he accepted a calling in his life. He, has a, he had a passion for working with students. And he went into student ministry, got his degree uh, from a theological seminary, and he went to work with students, just loving and hanging around and, and just building up this, at that time, the next generation. And I'm really grateful to this man, although I've never met this guy before, because he... And it's just a really hard phrase to say. He is my youth pastor's youth pastor's youth pastor. Does that make sense? Like three generations, okay? So however you can make that right in your mind. Um, I'm talking about a guy named Big Don, okay? I don't even know his last name. I don't even know what he looks like. He could be really short, and they called him Big Don because that's kind of what you do. Yeah, Little John, he was big. But I never met this guy before. But he was instrumental in influencing someone who I have met and I have had a deep relationship with, and that was my youth pastor's youth pastor named Philip Nichols. Philip Nichols was Steve Esquivel's youth pastor. That Steve was my youth minister growing up, who I still talk to today, who I still have a deep relationship with. I still talk to him on a weekly basis, and he still influences my life today. And if it wasn't for Philip Nichols, then Steve would not have had a driving passion and a purpose in his life to work with students. And I wouldn't maybe have had the call through him to be on this stage today charging these nine graduates, charging 15 years of graduates in student ministry. You see the results of just one person's influence and impact in the world. You don't have to be a youth pastor to do that, okay? You don't have to be a minister to do that at all. In fact, I am even more grateful from a man that had a passion and a desire to care for his family and a purpose in life. And he moved from Nebraska to Texas to fulfill that passion and void to take care of his family. That man, his name is Steve Black. That's my wife's father. It's my father-in-law. He wouldn't have made that decision and the impact that he made in my life changed my life forever. Forever indebted to that man. Now, that guy hasn't led hundreds of people to Christ. That guy hasn't preached sermons or stood up in front of graduating people. No. But what he has done is he has shaped my life. He has shaped my wife's and, his, and her sister's lives. And I'm telling you, man, that, I look at that guy, and that's the epitome of manhood. It's the epitome of fatherhood, of what it means to be a dad, a husband, Okay? See the impact that you have in the lives, and you don't even have to be up front doing it. So that's why I want you to consider. That's why I want you to step back, and I want you to view your next four years, the decisions that you make greatly impact people that you don't even know, people that 50 years from now will be talking about you in a sermon, right? Maybe it's, you know, Big Tyler. I don't know. It's awesome, Sarah. But because you influence people's lives, it trickles down. 
Man, this is so cool. So here's what I want to do. I want to talk about um, some ways as you're contemplating, as you're considering, as you're stepping back and removing yourself from all the situations at hand, I want to give you um, three things that I feel like all these people that I talked about this morning, the people that are successful in this room, there's some commonalities in them. Not just success in the world standards, but kingdom changers, people. People that make a difference in people's lives, that influence for the kingdom. I think there's some commonalities. I think there's three commonalities. I think um, there's probably a lot more, and there's probably not mind-blowing information, but maybe reminders. Maybe it's the first time you're like, man, that's, that's true, Brian. I need to work on this. Okay, So here is where we can talk together and have a conversation as a family, because I think we all need to hear these three things. So these three kingdom changer mentalities, these three things to adopt um, as you go off into college and as we remind ourselves about them. I think the first one is to be passionate people. To be passionate people. College is all about attention-grabbing things, right? I mean, they are, they are grabbing for your attention. They are, they are passion suckers, okay? I mean, and you need to embrace some of this. I, I mean, the, I, I, let's be real for a minute. There's a lot of things that you're going to do in high school that's probably not going to be the smart. I mean, in college, it's not going to be the smartest, okay? And that's okay. You'll learn as you go. You'll probably skip a Friday afternoon class, okay? Not the end of the world if you do that, Okay? not giving you permission to do that, parents. I'm just saying it's not the end of the world, okay? If you, um, you, know, if you stay out late or if you hang out too it, it's, it's going to happen, okay? But here's what I mean by be passionate. I mean, passion inspires us to change people's lives, to inspire others. That's what passion does. You ever been around that person that's just so passionate, it's contagious, right? You're like, man, I got to be better, you know? I've got to, I've got to do this, do these things better, Maybe it's that uh, friend of yours that uh, is, is maybe kind of popular, and he's like, man, I, this guy's passionate about something. I, I, I need to be more like that. And it's contagious, right? John chapter 10, verse 10, um, says it like this, and, and we'll talk a little bit about it in a minute. It says that Jesus came that you may have life and have life abundantly. Now, the emphasis on this particular phrase is overused greatly in churches, okay? The context is not the life, okay? It's not the life. In fact, if you read it, it's all about Jesus, okay? It's all about Jesus giving you the life. That is the reason you have this abundance of life. So what I mean by this, when I say be passionate, is to reflect, remember we're still considering mode, is to reflect on the reason of your passion. Yes, be passionate people. You have to insert yourself. You have to find that thing in which you burden for. Maybe, and we're going to have people come up in a minute that's going to tell you a little about their passion. Maybe that passion is missions. Maybe that passion is local um, orphan ministry. Maybe that's adoption. Maybe that's whatever. Find your passion and remember that the reason you have that passion is because Jesus died and rose for that so that you can have that life, but not just life, but have that life in abundance. See, the reason you're even in the room of passion is because of Jesus. This whole context is that Jesus is the door 
Jesus is a door into this life. So the very reason that you have and can be passionate about something is because of what Jesus has done. The center of the narrative is about Jesus inspiring life into us. So graduates, you nine, or maybe everybody, what are you passionate about? What, what are you so over-consumed with joy for or maybe so burdened for that you can't help but do it? It's that very thing that you would do without being paid to do it. Okay, does that make sense? Fortunately enough, you guys bless me with the opportunity to do the very thing that I am passionate about every day. And even seeking more ways and to be better at what we do here at Centennial. I thank you. Man, that is a blessing. Many of you might not have that opportunity to do that. Many of you, and like all of us in this room and like the, everybody in the, in the wings, they're doing their passion right now. Maybe their passion is, is kids. And they're back there molding and shaping kids. As the graduates walk up here in a minute, their mind is going to be set on maybe a children's minister or maybe someone who just helped them in the twos room when they were two years old. One of these people is here right now. You probably taught them. And he may be thinking about you when he's up here on the stage. Just a minute. Does that make sense? The passion that you have is only there because life has been given to you by Jesus Christ. An abundant life. So to be passionate, what are you passionate for? The second thing is be humble. I think it kind of grounds the first one, right? It kind of keeps you grounded because if you're passionate, then you're contagious and people want to become like you or maybe be doing the things that you're doing or focusing on. And passionate people tend to be pretty successful people. But when you insert humbleness, it kind of keeps you at bay. Now, when I, when I say the word humble, I don't want you to hear that I'm talking about just not thinking that you're all that, okay? That, that's a piece of humility. That's a piece of considering others better than yourselves. And we talked Philippians 2, which we're going to go to in a minute. But it's a piece of that. But it's not only that. It's very difficult. Humbleness is very, very difficult thing. If you have tried uh, to be a humble person, it's very difficult, okay? Um, it's full dependence on God. It's, it's knowing that you are special in the eyes of the Lord, but yet you're filthy at the same time. You keep the, the idea of grace always in front of you. This idea that Jesus had to die for you in order for you to have that life. Does that make sense? Humbleness goes deeper than just not thinking that you're awesome. It's fully depending on God. And so uh, Philippians chapter 2, uh, Ross preached um, a sermon on this a few a uh, couple weeks ago. Uh, Philippians 2, uh, let's start in uh, verse 4 and read through 8. Paul says this, let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though was in the form of God, did not count equality with God something to be grasped. You see, beginning this humility. I was God, but then I can't, you know, I 
can't be, but I am, but emptied himself. Listen to the words here. This is the word places. I love this. Emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Do you think for a minute, do you think for a minute Jesus didn't have the power to not do that? To not die? Absolutely he did. But he became obedient. He humbled himself. Scriptures say he emptied himself. That's powerful, right? Jesus, as our example, has said, I have been obedient to my Father to the point of dying on a cross. See, it's not just about not being great in the eyes of yourself. It's becoming obedient to the Father's will. Now, um, like I said earlier, um, there's a couple of things that you need to know about humbleness. Um, it really, at, at, its, at, its, at its foundation, it's keeping grace at view. Okay? Because there's a funny thing about grace is that grace reminds you of the saving that you need, of the mercy and the grace that you need from God. It reminds you of that wickedness that you're in, that Jesus had to die. So it reminds you of this humbleness, but it also reminds you that you're very special in the eyes of the Lord, right? Because he died for you. He gave himself up for you. God is for you. Those of you who belong to Christ, he died for you. And so you become special in the eyes of the Lord, but you're also, on the other side, wicked and made new, which we'll talk about in a minute, made new in Christ. I love, um, I love how in the Old Testament, um, he, we, um, David and Abraham and Moses do, do this a lot. They, they'll say, God, I am only dust and ashes, and God didn't um, lift them up. He kind of left them in their self depreciation, right? He didn't say, oh, but, but David, man, you're just, you're a man after my own heart, man. Like you, you're it, man. You, you conquer things and you're awesome. Or Abraham, man, you're a father of many nations. He, no, no, no. He didn't do that all the time. He let them stay within that self-depreciation. Humbleness is a good thing. Humbleness can ground ourselves when that ripple becomes really big it can keep us steady. It can keep us focused. Um, so be passionate, be humble, and lastly, to be purposeful. Be a purposeful people. Um, you need to realize something. Graduates, all of us, we need to realize something, that if you belong to Jesus, if you have accepted him as your Savior, if, you belong, if you're a child of God, then you have to know something is that your life does not belong to you. Your bodies do not belong to you. 1 Corinthians 6, 20 says, you've been bought with a price. You've been bought with a price. That price was Jesus' life. So this purpose starts at a foundation that you are God's children. You are God's holy people, nation. Now, the purpose of that, it finishes this, therefore, what? Glorify God with your bodies. So the purpose is this, your body is not your own, so therefore, 
glorify God with your bodies. You are a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is inside. He lives in you. And you're a dwelling place for that. When you move from this place to another, you don't leave this church. You don't leave this faith. No, the Holy Spirit is everywhere. And he goes with you to the next place. Now, what that means is, is that you have to understand the purpose of your life is to glorify God. So if you see one after another, be passionate, be humble, be purposeful. All of these things, they, they really piggyback on one another. Because when you're passionate people, it's the driving force for the success that you're going to have or for the ripples that you're going to make. You need to understand that with purpose, you are the ripple, but God's the one who threw the rock. God is the reason why you're passionate. We talked about that, life, life abundantly. The grounding piece of this is your humility that you approach that abundance in life with. All at the forefront of your mind being that you are to glorify God in everything that you do from here on out, from everything that you've done before, from everything that you will do, there will be an aspect of glorifying God. Do everything for him, Colossians 3. Do everything to him. That, that's your call, right? That, these are common things that not only successful people have, but people that are kingdom changers have. So, I, I mean, I get so excited when I look at U9, when I look at just graduating seniors in general, I get excited because I see, I see such great potential. I see such great potential for the kingdom to be changed, for local churches to be just vastly different in growth, in ministry, the community of faith being built up because of you. And we should be experiencing that as well. As a body, we should be excited for you. We should be alongside you, just rooting for you along the way to be great, to be impactful influencers in the world, okay? So be passionate, be humble, and be purposeful. Deal? Do you get it, guys? You nine, nod your heads. I'm gonna be passionate. Find that passion. I'm going to be humble in doing it. I'm going to be at the forefront of my mind doing everything that I've got. I'm going to do it to honor the Lord in everything that I do. Um, I'm going to pray uh, for us as a body and for our graduates. And then I'm going to ask Stephanie. Um, I'm going to ask our uh, team, uh, our high school ministry team. Now, we have a lot of people out um, working on family stuff and one of our uh, team members have uh, has moving uh, moving has moved to um, Nebraska, sorry St. Louis, um, and so if you want to work with high school students, um, we need you. Um, please come talk to me um, if you uh, have a desire and a passion for that. We'll keep you humble for sure. I don't know if that'll be an issue, um, but if you have a desire and passion for that, please come talk to us. I'm going to ask Scott to come up too. Scott's been on our high school team. He hates that I do this, but I'm going to ask Scott to come up, Scott Holtz. Uh, he's been on our high school team for a little bit. Uh, Stephanie, come on up. I'm going to pray, and then um, we'll do the presentation of Bibles, and 
have a good time. Let's pray. Father, we um, adore you. God, we love how good and how perfect your will is for our lives. The things that you put into place for us, um, we are overwhelmed with joy. Um, God, these graduates this morning, you have blessed them. You have given them life. You have given them potential beyond beyond reason. We can't understand. You have given them so much, and we thank you for that. We thank you for their families. We thank you for the opportunities that you've given them, that you will give them to make difference uh, in this life, to make an impact uh, where needed, to be influencers, to change people's lives through your spirit. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to um, <clears throat> I'm going to call out a graduate's name. You come down here. Do not go back to your seat. Okay, that's um, don't do that. Actually, stand up here behind us on the stage. Okay, because if we stand in front of us, then you know can't really see the cool Bibles that I have here. Um, so, and it's all about the Bibles. So. Um, actually, it is. So stand behind here, line them up. Um, you'll see a picture of them on the screen, so you'll get to, you know, I'll say a little bit about them, where they graduated from, and then we'll go from there. Sounds good? Um, the first one up is um, Ryan Bartek. We all know Ryan. He's a faithful server in our kids' area. Here you go, Ryan. Ryan graduated from Frisco High School. He'll be attending a, a Step Beyond program through Frisco ISD. Uh, for vocational training. Um, every uh, every uh, parent in here has, uh, or the parents of the graduates have given him a verse to, to read. And his from Doug and Jody is this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So Ryan, congratulations, man. Thank you. <laughs> Stay up here, buddy. Uh, the next one up is Brody Curry. Brody has, uh, yeah. Some of these graduates I've known since they were my son's age. They're eight years old, um, and Brody's one of those graduates. Um, it's been great. It's been an honor. Um, Brody, come over here. Give me a hug, man. It's okay. Hugs are good. Um, Brody graduated from Liberty High School. He plans on going to Northeast Junior College. Um, he's going to be playing baseball. Uh, he's got a wicked slider that you need to look at. It's really good. He's a pitcher. Um, the verse that uh, Mike and Colleen have given you is this. Joshua, Joshua 1.9 says this. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Fitting, I would think. That's great. Thank you, Brody. Congratulations, man. You made it. Next, next one, this next one's special. We've, um, she's been coming from Van Alstine for about two and a half years uh, in our student ministry. Her name is Sarah Fagan. Sarah, come on up here. (laughs) 
Sarah graduated from Van Alstine High School. She plans on going to Blinn in College Station. Um, this is the verse um, I think that suits her so well. Listen to this. It's John 14, 27. Peace I, live, I leave with you, and peace I give you. I do not give you to the world as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Congratulations, Sarah. Shane Gibson. Shane, come on up, buddy. Shane came to us about six months ago. He graduated from Centennial High School, plans on going to the University of Arkansas. Yes. I just, I was waiting for that. If there's any A&M people down here, which I think there are, they'll, they'll do the same thing. So, um, studying in architecture, uh, his verse is this, Matthew 6, 34, therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So, very good. Thank you, and congratulations, Shane. <laughs> Mario Morales. You here this morning? Okay. Mario, that's his picture up there. Uh, Mario graduated from Heritage High School, and uh, college is attending Indiana University, and his major is going to be business, and his parents sent this, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. So let's all congratulate Mario. <laughs> Alicia Param, come on up here. <laughs> Alicia graduated from Centennial High School. She plans on going to, to, the, uh, to the University of North Texas, get a Bachelor of Fine Arts, she is super gifted in the arts, folks. If you have not witnessed that, uh, man, she's good. Um, Psalm 18.2 is from her parents. says this, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. And congratulations, Alicia. <laughs> Jordan Perry, come on up here. Jordan is another one of those students I've had for um, a little bit of time since she was about eight, um, been in her family's life. Um, she's graduating from Liberty High School. She's attending the University of Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> Major is hospitality innovation. That's so awesome. Great job. And then uh, the verse is, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10. Congratulations. Next up is Tyler Rayburn. Tyler, get up here. That's right. Oh. He graduated from Heritage High School, attending North Texas. Nice. Nice. Is that not a Baylor Bear? What, what are we? Oh, it's the three. Okay, sorry. Yeah, we don't want to talk about Baylor. Right? Okay, um, parental verse. He has showed you, O oh man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. 
One of my favorite verses. Congratulations, Tyler. And last but certainly not least, Peyton Reese. Come on up here, buddy. Peyton. Roamed the halls of this church as a little kid in the office over the way. Been here for a long time. Graduated from Wakeland High School, going to the Air Force. Can't wait to get there. We were talking about it for a while. His verse from his parents is Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Congratulations, Peyton. So as you stand up here, guys, I want you to, again, to reflect back. Look at the people out here. Uh, remember the faces, the names of the people that have influenced your life. I'm sure you're running through a lot of names. You far remember the people's names who influenced you rather than any lesson I've ever given you or Ross has ever given you. You'll remember the people, right? So I want you to, I want you to just take it all in. Church family, this is the graduating class of 2016 Centennial <laughs> High School. I'm going to ask um, Scott to uh, pray over them, pray a blessing, and then we will continue in our worship. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for these young men and women. Uh, thank you for a chance to get to know them. Thank you for their uh, passion and their energy. Uh, but mostly, Father, uh, thank you that I can call them uh, my brothers and sisters because of Jesus Christ. Lord, as they, uh, as they take this next step in their life, I pray that they would also take a step toward you, that you would woo them to your side, that you would stay with them and protect them and guide them. And uh, I pray that you would remind them that just being your sons and daughters, being loved by you, walking with Jesus, is more important and more satisfying than anything else that they could pursue. So, Father, as a church, we... We send them, we bless them, and we pray that you would uh, use them to do more than we could ever ask or imagine. And we pray this in Christ's name, who we love so much. Amen. You guys take a seat.